my love, because there's turkey in the crock pot. Because I'm a good wife. <laughs> you wife. <laughs> I would have made it. You had today off. Oh, I'm a brilliant wife. I'm a nice home wife. You know? <sighs> Shut up. I, I plan our... I mean, you may cook them, but I plan our dinners sometimes. <laughs> Technically plan today's dinner. Oh. Mm. See, ads. There you go. <laughs> and for you. Popped mine early because today was a bad news day. Today was a bad news day. Do you want to catch people up on what's happening in the world? I'll catch them up on the important one if you want to go talk about your political one. No, I just like <laughs> I don't like talking politics. Let's not talk politics. Today we lost Eddie Van Halen. Rest in peace. <laughs> I would sing you a Van Halen song, but I None oftentimes mix them up with about two other bands, and I'm not going to embarrass myself. Not going to get that hate mail. Uh-uh. Oh, and honestly, this movie was a bit of a disaster, too, so... Well, <laughs> welcome to the Nightmare Box. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the really positive, Kristen Bloom. My beautiful life. My beautiful wife. My badass bitch. Back in the gym week three. Yeah. All the motivations in the world. It's a sore today, so that's like, I mean... On top like of all the bad... other problems, you're like, oh. the dude from Van Halen's dead, there's not a stimulus check, the coronavirus has not gone away, as Brett promised on the last yeah, podcast. Yeah, lied to me. No, not like in a bad way, like this morning, like I was still really tight, so this morning I was like, oh god, it hurts, but like <laughs> as the day wore on, I was like, it's a, I had a good workout hurt. I mean, I wish it didn't hurt, but I had a good workout. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm proud of you. I'm sorry that today sucked. Yeah. But you're here. That normally doesn't make it much better. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. Typically, just I'll just be sad later. You know, so, That's my goal. What is today's episode? Today Brett is Blue. yet another edition of the two, 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 stars, 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 two, 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 days, 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 days. I promise I'm going to create a drop. I need to create a drop. I've come up with like three different beats. None of them are working. One of them sounds like a trap album. It's got gunshots in the background for next to no reason, but I'll figure it out. Welcome to another edition of the Two Star Tuesday. <laughs> Today we're covering Circle 2015. Yeah. You want to give them a brief synopsis because you can do uh, it in about two sentences or should we start where we'll, we normally start? We'll do our normal breakdown first, I think. Um, I disagree so much. <laughs> so much. Uh, this got an IMDb score of six. Yeah. 6.0. 6.0. Out of 10, I'm baffled. <laughs> Consider me baffled. I think that they were drunk and they were trying to say, you know, like a 6% and they just, like me, don't understand percentages. It should uh, be a point zero six. The Rotten Tomato scores aren't really clearing this up for me either. Nope. Uh, the critics on Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 50%. Mm-hmm. Still baffled. <laughs> the audience gave it a 42%. Slightly closer, but still baffled. You know what I think it is? This hit me, and we'll get into it hardcore, because we've got an hour to cover a film that we could discuss in about 20 seconds. Um, I think this is an SJW horror film, and they're giving it the votes because they agree with the subject, as opposed to going, this is a good work of art. Yeah, Um, because this movie is very one-sided leaning, for sure. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I agree. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn white people! Uh, both directed and written by Aaron Han and Mario... Oh, God, help me out here. Mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I got another Miss... Miss Gioni. Yeah, there you go, sure. I'm going to give him an Italian. <laughs> I don't know. 
Um, Mario Mischione. They <laughs> both wrote and both directed this together. Uh, they had very little history of ever having done anything and yeah. nothing at all that I knew. No. So that's how that worked out. And this is based off a classic film that I've never seen, so I can't even tell you the connotations there. Never seen 12 Angry Men. Probably never going to see 12 Angry yeah. Men. But apparently 50 Angry People. What do you know? No budget information. Two million dollars. Oh, really? It made it or they spent it? That's what they spent. I didn't find what they made. Yeah, probably for a good reason. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it it said earlier that it was, uh, and don't quote me on this, but I think it, it, Seattle International was like the film fest that it opened that I want to say it went direct to film, but I'm not 100%. I would not be surprised. Yeah. (laughs) It was not great. Not great at all. We're going to have fun with it. There were, according to this article, I found... Uh, What's the article? Uh, I, it's just an explanation of the movie. <laughs> it's on... Because uh, I think it's like a guy who writes reviews about movies. Mm-hmm. It's called thisisbarry.com, and I think the dude who writes oh, okay. it, his yeah. name is Barry. I just want to give him some sort of quote. Yeah. Um, Actually, let's do a synopsis before we, <laughs> we do the characters. All right. So 50 people are in a room. They don't know why they're in the room. They die every two minutes throughout the film while they scream at each other about social commentary. Aliens. Is that good enough? Yep. All right. Uh, which, which is exactly what I was going to say. And this, is, this is an hour and a half film. An hour and 40 minute long uh, yeah. <laughs> runtime of yeah. people talking in a room while they die. We'll get to it. It'll be uh, fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, though, which is why I figured we'd do the synopsis <clears> first. Uh, 50 fucking people. 50. No, I've got that. No, synopsis is done, love. I told you I could do it in a sentence. But no, I'm saying we have a character list that is the most obscene character list I've ever seen. 50 fucking people. Yeah. What about Counting Man? Uh, Would you like to hear about Asian Kid? How about Lesbian? African American Man. (laughs) Quiet Woman. Uh, Yeah. So. uh, Foreign Woman. So part of the synopsis. Old Man Liar. Slash Howard. <laughs> part, part of the premise. Of Played by a man named Howard. Quiet woman. One-armed man. Um, <laughs> so part of the premise of this movie, which I guess is important to the synopsis, is basically only one man can or one, one person. One person can survive. Excuse me, I won't be sexist. Um, oh no, we're going to get into it. <laughs> we're we're going to have a wide swath of conversation. I have ten points here just based on the social commentary alone. Yeah, one one person can survive this scenario. So, um, it's basically just whittling down this group of 50 people until there's only one person left. There are three people that kind of become the ultimate yeah. focus of the end of this movie. So those are the only fucking three people we're going to name no, right now. No, there's four people that oh. we're going to name because one of them is the most important person in this film. <laughs> According to Brett. According to me. Uh, but yeah, there are three people relevant to the end of the movie and one person relevant to Brett that we're going to name. <laughs> <laughs> relevant to Brett, a memoir. <laughs> a one-sided memoir, which they typically all are. But a Literature jokes. Uh, so the first one that we're going to get into is Allegra Masters as Pregnant she, Woman. Yeah, she's our one of our people that makes it to the end. Uh, I very briefly started to look and see if any of these people had done anything of significance and then quickly realized I didn't care. So yeah. <laughs> there you I think, go. I think the, our next guy, and again, don't quote me, there were a lot of people, and again, I'd also looked through, had been on a sitcom or a uh, soap opera show. I can't quite remember what it was. And I believe his name was Michael Nardelli. He plays Eric. Who is our, spoiler alert, 
Survivor. <laughs> and Molly Jackson as Little Girl slash Katie. Who is one of the other people that makes it to the end. Yep. And, and if you want to know about the depth of the characters, they are an Eric, a pregnant woman, and a little girl. That is technically all that they are. But the only one that really matters in the entire film... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Guys. Winston smacked him on the Winston's ass. Winston's been beating the shit out of him recently. Come Winston's here, buddy. been an ass recently. Come on. Nope. All right. But let me, you're ruining the flow, Jax, of the entire show. The audience... They love hearing from you, but not when it sounds like you're being killed. Okay, just off to the side there, love. That's the sound <laughs> of my dog giving me kisses. Um, let's bring it back onto the track. Wet. All right, cool. Wet. Let's not bring Wet. it back onto the track. We'll just all completely Leave fall apart. Leave alone, you fat fuck. <laughs> well, Jackson, get the fuck away from him. He's a psychopath. Run away. Run away. Run away. <laughs> He's too scared to move. All right, it's your own life. <laughs> Anyway, I compose myself, bring it back down. So the only person in the entire film that matters is a woman named Julie Benz, plays wife. And you might look at her and go, damn, she looks familiar. Of course she does. She played Dexter's wife in Dexter. And she also played one of the, spoiler alert, survivors in Saw Five. There you go. To be fair, there were a couple of people in this that I was like, they look vaguely familiar, but then again, I yeah. realized I didn't. Veteran looked care. vaguely familiar, but he also looked the, like every other actor that plays a veteran. douche and the suspenders looked super familiar to yeah. me, but again, I didn't really care. He looks like he went up for the part of Spider-Man's boss at the fucking <laughs> newspaper. Did Jonah Jameson? <laughs> um, so, so those are our four, plus a, a long interlude with the animals. Yeah. All right, you ready to get into it? Where do you want to start, my love? Oh, you. you want to start with the social commentary? Because I've got a 10-point list here. You've got a whole article. I'm, yeah. Uh, where, um, how do you want to go about it? So, this article I found, which is just an explanation of the movie as a whole on thisisberry.com, mm-hmm. um, does kind of a breakdown of what the actual rules are for the game, um, why they think certain things worked out, the way that they did, and then kind of the moral dilemmas we go through as the movie progresses. Mm -hmm. Um, So the basic concept of the game. Uh, You basically vote for who gets killed, and the way that you do it is by kind of turning your hand to the left or the right, and then you close your fist, and it locks in an arrow that only you can see, so you're the only person who knows what vote you're casting. Yeah. you can refrain from voting, but you can't vote for yourself. You can't vote for a dead person. Um, and then I think this article may be a little confused. They say uh, in a tie that nothing happens. Yeah, because there's um, a four-way tie that kills all four of them. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely if you don't vote and there's a tie, I got the impression that everybody in the tie just dies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and basically just whoever gets the most votes dies. Um, it's like the weakest link, but with a taser gun. Yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, I think this article gives this movie more credit. I don't personally think this movie... Every, every review, they were like, this is a, you know... Maybe it's just because it was five fucking years ago at this point, and the world's a lot more fucked up, you know? Yeah. They were like, this is the biggest issues of our time, and it's like, the pandemic yeah. hasn't happened, guys. I, I, I just don't personally think this movie was this clever in developing any of this, so I think this movie, or this article gives this movie more early. credit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna not have really anything nice to say, to be honest. Okay. Um, 
but it makes the argument of why specifically are humans playing the game instead of animals and then of course we have that question yeah. of um how corrupt humans are i guess so it's this uh, movie would be 10 times crazier if it was a bunch of rabbits <laughs> they'd just be hopping out of the circle and <laughs> it'd, be it'd be a funnier film <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a hilarious be 30 second film trying to hop over and fuck each other and then <laughs> Um, I said no contact. Stay in your circle. The <laughs> rabbits don't know that. God damn it! We didn't think the rules of playing the, the animal. Uh, but yeah, this article basically says that humans are the only ones capable of um, plotting and scheming. That other species of animals, like maybe hypothetically, say a monkey, that could kind of discern some of the rules, maybe, yeah. and sort of keep up, um, wouldn't be able to assess the situation and sustain the situation as long. But that. Um, in theory, other species would, to some degree, try to work together, and humans don't think of other people. Like, their only thought is survival, so the yeah. aliens have basically picked humans because they're doing this study on the fact that um, we're inherently selfish and we can't see beyond our own instinct to survive and that we would not collectively try to save our own species. Um, Do you agree with that or disagree with that? I think the ending itself kind of proves that that's not wholly true. I think it's specific to the person. I mean, mm -hmm. the ending shows some groups yeah. did choose uh, the morally, mm -hmm. quote-unquote, right thing to do. So um, so we do wind up with a group of sociopaths and children and mothers and yeah. stuff like that. But you don't know that the mother's not a sociopath. That would be an interesting teaser if, like, the mom was like, no, all that matters is the life of my baby, and then, like, manipulates the whole crowd. It leaves some interesting open-enders, but I've got a whole section on if we can go back to the writer's room at the end of this, so let's do it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah, I guess we'll, we'll break into all of the... <laughs> Many, many topics <laughs> that get brought up here. I've got a list, you got a list. So yours is it more dot, dot, dot. So I'll let you run the list and I'll let us know at the end if I've got one you didn't get. Um, my problem before we get into this is I, and I guess why we're discussing it, <laughs> is I think my biggest problem with this movie is that it tries to tackle too many topics for, for sure. any of them to honestly matter at all. Like, there's a massive list of things that get brought up in passing and then we're immediately on to the next subject and none of them really make you think about any of them too deeply. Mm -hmm. um, in a weird way, they create their own stereotypes of the very things that they're trying to have a conversation yeah. about. Yeah, yeah basically. Because, yeah, you just you got get the Mexican it. criminal, you know. The cop hates him. Cop's racist. The black yeah. guy's trying to play the race card. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing a hoodie, even. <laughs> and then the lesbian that clearly looks like a lesbian. And it's mm -hmm. just, like, so absurd um, how many different topics we try to cover and how, because of it, basically none of them really have any value. Yeah. It cheapens them, and it creates stereotypes instead of, like, fleshed-out characters. Yeah. We'll get to it. Um, <laughs> I've got notes. <sighs> And again, I think this article is giving this movie too much credit, but it's before we get into all the individual moral compasses, uh, it's uh, broken it up into three main categories of what the central themes of this movie are. So I, I do find this interesting because I think to some extent it is true of society. Um, one of the themes that they're suggesting is that the majority is always right. And you yeah. do find in this movie that... Um, 
if someone tries to go against the flow, they're pretty much immediately killed off just because this herd mentality of, Mm -hmm. like, either get in line or, you know, go away. Which is ironically, like, what happens with the social justice crowd. (laughs) You know, they turn on each other left and right. And again, I'm not trying to create a political show. Kristen and I are not on the same political spectrums at all. So if I'm comfortable saying it to her, I'm comfortable saying it to you. Um, But that's the problem with those kind of ideologies is they tend to swallow themselves by getting more and more and more extreme. So it's ironic that he would address that, you know, as a central theme to the film. And that's the whole reason that the film and the movement winds up devolving into fucking meaningless matter and chatter. And I do think... Like, specifically in the time that we're living in right now, like, the idea of that is almost more interesting than this movie really makes it because Mm -hmm. I feel like we are in a very politically polarized time where the right wing have become very extremely right wing and the left wing have come a... um, you have yeah. to pick a side. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. And Who are you voting for? Third party? You're stealing votes and giving them to the person that I hate? <laughs> yeah, and this movie, I guess, to some extent makes a commentary on it, but this movie almost makes it out like you better fall in line. Like mm-hmm. It doesn't really praise standing out from the crowd, yeah. um, which is kind of bizarre. <laughs> uh, Over to the left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's interesting to at least address, but I don't think this movie gets it right. No, I would completely agree with you. <laughs> like, I think that that's ironic as fuck that he would deem that to be a central theme in something that praises this. I think it falls apart based on that alone. I do have a note here that I just thought of, but I, it, it does kind of make a mockery out of the democratic process. You know, this, you know, bi-party system that we have here in America. And even when they start voting, they almost yeah. treat it like it's a game instead of like a serious decision. Yeah. You can get 48% and 52%, if I'm doing my math correctly, to equal 100%. The 48's going to feel like they're being oppressed. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a shitload of the population. Yeah. Libertarian. <laughs> Joe Jorgensen, 2020. <laughs> like, Let's all just go our separate ways. Let's just divorce this um. entire country. I don't know what Montana has in common with Florida. <laughs> um... <laughs> The other two themes are uh, perception of good and bad and then leaders and followers, which, again, this movie kind of (sighs) is kind of one-sided on all of these. I feel like, like, they kind of set up what you're supposed to think is good versus bad. Like, there are a couple of people Mm -hmm. throughout that kind of, like, go, well, why is that the way? And what about this? But for the most part, the movie does kind of end up on a like you're the bad guys and we're the good guys and that final two groups that are there at the end have this showdown of like you're morally wrong and we're morally right yeah as opposed to what's better for the human race you know which one of us can leave here kill that 52 year old we have a child (laughs) and so they're kind of spoon feeding you almost what what you're supposed to feel yeah Yeah. like what they want you to believe and then um as far as having leaders and followers, like the first initial leaders who um, maybe are a little too abrasive kind of get killed off and then new leaders kind of emerge as 
it goes on, but it is still kind of this, like, they all ultimately do follow the pack until the pack leader eliminates yeah. them. That's what I liked about the Asian guy. The character that we had in that was he seemed more driven down the middle when he was running shit, where he was like, no, that's a little fucked up. But dude, don't say that shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where this is, like, too strong, and it, maybe mm-hmm. it's making fun of political parties to some extent. It's just not very clever about it. It is too strong opposing sides, that have people blindly following them, but ultimately the leaders kill off their own herd. Yeah. So. What are we doing here? Is this an attempt at being smart, or is it smarter than me? Because I doubt it's smarter than me. Uh, Side note, uh, as we go through this, um, it just hit me. This would have been a really good book. (laughs) If you had... Depending on how it was written. If you had 350 pages of this, it would be... um, No. I take it back. Stephen King already wrote this book. No. <laughs> the Long Walk. I haven't read it. It's about a group of, you know, I think it's a hundred. It, it, it's his allegory for the Vietnam draft, but it's basically a hundred young men from all around the country that meet up in this town and they have to walk and they're being driven by military vans and shit like that behind them. And they're given food rations and they're not allowed to stop walking day in, day out. No breaks for they sleep. They sleep. can't piss unless they piss on themselves. And so they eventually start falling behind and getting shot until there's one left at the very end of it. It's a very interesting book. Much better than this, but this would this would probably work as a book. Depending on how it was written. <laughs> if <laughs> Stephen King the, wrote if it. If someone else besides these people wrote it. <laughs> um, before we break down all of these categories, I, I do kind of want to address this too. I don't think we need 50 no, characters. No. Don't, don't go down that alley. It's in my notes for the very end. Okay. We can have that discussion. Okay. What's your next thing you got on your... On your uh, so I guess we'll break down all of the individual moral compass... Hell yeah. So ...dilemmas you, that we have. So you've got your own <laughs> list. I've got my list. I'll let you lead the charge. Okay. Um, so this is an order that they occur in the movie okay. as far as I know. I didn't fact check it, but I do remember it kind of going this way. So... Um, it takes them a little bit to realize kind of how the game mm-hmm. is working. So a couple of people get killed off before they even realize they're in control of anything. Uh, once they realize they're in control, there is this moment where the the entire group, because they're still very afraid, yeah. um, is trying to just figure out how to stop this. So their first gut reaction is if we vote for the dead bodies, we can avoid being mm-hmm. killed. Um, so you do kind of have that childlike moment where their initial response is don't kill anyone at yeah. all. Yeah, is it just aiming for that circle? Can we just keep aiming on the dead guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we realize, obviously, um, that's not an option. You can't vote for a dead body. If you um, vote for a dead body, somebody else just ultimately mm-hmm. dies. But... Um, they do pose, which I don't... I, this movie's so vague that it's hard to tell. They do pose the idea that... Um, do we know really whether or not that's true? Or did somebody vote for a living person on accident? Or intentionally vote for a living person? Because they didn't want to risk potentially dying themselves. So they purposely voted for someone knowing that um, that would happen. Because they do imply... You didn't tell me what it is yet, love. Well, people die. So, like, when they're initially realizing, you know, that yeah. they have some control over this, and they're like, let's vote they for a dead person. They try to vote for the dead guy, yeah. Yeah, this uh, article is implying that maybe one person in the group purposely voted for a living person because they were too afraid. I'm not giving it any kind yeah. of weight like that. Yeah. Um, 
but you know maybe someone of the group was too afraid to risk dying that they voted for someone else i to me i think this movie just implies that if you vote for a dead person it randomly kills yeah. someone that's your rules yeah yeah um then they try again kind of childlike stumbling mm-hmm. around in the dark they try not voting for anyone at all so we're still kind of having this childlike processing like this fear yeah. um again someone dies at random so we don't have any control because over the it game. becomes a tie yeah once we realize we have to make a choice of there some we kind, <laughs> um, we start making uh, moral judgments over what's right and what's wrong. That's the list that I keep referring yes. to. I've got a shitload of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first one that they go to automatically, and I feel like this does make sense for most people. I think most people would feel this way, although it would be a hard decision to make, is that you kill off the old people first. Yep. Um, An example of ageism. Yeah. Um... And to be fair, when they start, they say people in their 70s or 80s, that is a pretty long, healthy life that yeah. those people have lived. I think, honestly, I could morally justify that myself a bit. It would be a hard decision to make, for sure. But um, it would be the easiest group to go after immediately. Yeah. Like, you're 80, you might die in five years, I'm 29. <laughs> I think, for me, the problem would be, though... When they kill the very first old man off, he literally, his dying words are please. Like, he does not want to die. And staring someone in the eye and seeing that fear. um, And old people are kind of almost, like, infantile themselves. Mm -hmm. They're, like, weaker and... Some of them, yeah. Yeah, some of them, not all of them. But, like, a little bit more helpless than Mm -hmm. a physically more able-bodied person. So, it'd be hard to rationalize that and look at them and be like... You're gone. Yeah, I'd almost start with, hey, who has a... Do we have any pedophiles in the house tonight? Do we <laughs> Who's going to admit to that? <laughs> if this took place in the Saw universe, that information would have been given up front and boom. <laughs> do you think you would have been able to rationalize voting for uh, an older person? I think if there was a severely older person in the room, you know, like late 80s early 90s even i think it would be pretty easy because i would hope that that person has come to terms with it more than the 12 year old in the room yeah um and i wonder too when you're that early in and there are so many people left are you thinking about the other lives that are at stake or are you still at that point because the fear is so new thinking of saving yourself like i I do wonder what Mm -hmm. i would be thinking in that moment would i rationalize the old people because I didn't want to die because I was young or would I be looking at that child in the room and go she doesn't deserve to die well so. I told you earlier and I related to the veteran dude and the, or not the veteran the active duty guy in the group I think the one-armed man was a veteran but I'm not 100% sure on that um, but I would have walked into the situation with the uh, concept of uh, I have to die at some point well, in this bastard didn't... I can't leave here that guy didn't want to die though like, yeah. he, he knew ultimately, I think he would eventually, but when they told him to volunteer, he said no. Yeah, which is fucked, and uh, <laughs> we'll get to that, because that's also, um, I'll just dive right into that one. The veteran should have, after he realized that they weren't letting him control any of it, walked off his goddamn pedestal to buy a little bit of time, because that's what you signed up for as a veteran. That's what I'm saying. You already put your name on the line, good sir. These people need your help. Even if it just buys them another two minutes, walk off of your circle. I disagree. Uh, And I know that was something you and I talked about when we were watching it, which the veteran comes up way later, so I'll probably bring him up again later. But uh, um, I feel like anybody who joins the military definitely knows that that is a possibility. Mm -hmm. I don't think most people who join the military 
uh, hope or expect that for sure. I think that they think they're. <laughs> I would say that there's a probably a healthy pocket of people who are like, yeah, I'm doing this for college, but having yeah. you know, once you create those bonds. Or, you, you pretty much take on that identity. I'm good with it at 19. <laughs> or I think, too, maybe if it's not necessarily for college, I think people, like, actually have that level of pride of I'm defending my country and defending my home and defending the people I love. I don't think most people go into it, like, I'm probably going to die. They're like, yeah, yeah, it might happen, but I, hopefully not, you know? I have the biased opinion. I am the child of a special forces dude did combat flight engineering. He was a badass. He taught that to me, you know, like you can't go waiting on your bullet, but when your bullet gets there, you know, so you just need to know that it's coming your direction. And yeah. he was raised by a guy who went through shit in Vietnam. So but like <laughs> my I've, view on it as a military service member is tainted by generations of military service. But I feel like, too, that person, because <coughs> that's basically how this character is, is justified being indignant at the fact that they've already done their service, this uh, character in this movie claims, which we've proven some of these characters lie as the um, movie yeah. goes on, but claims he just got back from his tour. His two-year and... tour to come back to his seventh-month-year-old baby. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> well, he, maybe he Maybe got he's leave. stolen valor. Maybe, maybe he's a baby. He's a bitch. Maybe he got leave. Some get, people get leave. You don't get leave in the middle of your deployment. Well... You don't usually deploy for two straight years. No, you typically do a 365. I, th I think maybe he's stolen Valor. We didn't... We anyway. Didn't, we didn't. Anyway, he claims he just got back from deployment and he's got a wife and a baby he's never even met. So, like, I, I feel like, yeah, I think anyone who has connections of any kind that they feel like they um, need to fight for has a right to want to fight for those things yeah. i think I, I don't think just because he was in the service means he has to die like i think he is equally i see what you're saying i completely agree with what you're saying and i would hope you know that most military people would go into it with that mindset well, I mean, I would... i'd probably be like okay there's 99 of us in this fucking room i'm hopping off this beacon good luck figuring it out team if well, I, I would hope know. though if you and i were in that situation if we had gotten married and you were in the service and aliens spontaneously abducted yeah. you and we had a kid like you would have a desire to be like i need to get home to my family like i think that's a normal human feeling to be like i have something waiting for me that i need to get back to and have that desire yeah. and that is normal but you can't start killing american civilians that directly goes against the whole reason you were in the desert for two years. Well, I, I mean, we'll, we'll get to this character later. Um, but one of the last characters that lives never voted at all. And I feel like yeah. maybe if I was going to take an approach, that would be my approach. Is Complete passivity. Let the room does what the room does. And hope for the best. <laughs> um, but speaking of characters that uh, lie to get what they want, our first instance is the character that uh pretends like he has knowledge of the events and he's like trying to pretend like he knows what the aliens look like and we're getting very generic descriptions mm -hmm. and um there is then that instinctual i guess thought that if you have something of value they'll keep you around longer and of course they instantly like discover this dude's a liar but mm -hmm. Uh, to me, and that confused me right off the bat, I felt like that guy, and maybe because I was comparing this to a jigsaw trap, 
I felt like that guy had survived, and he was going to be like our Amanda character. I've played the game before, I know the rules of the game, I don't know why the fuck I'm here again, but if you guys don't shut up and listen to me... <laughs> I think that would have been more interesting if that had been true. I do think that the intention of this movie, because I don't think this movie's that smart, <laughs> is that he was just a liar that wanted to live. Mm-hmm. Um and even that would have, if we had developed that, been interesting. To that extent, maybe it's kind of like going through the stages of de- of grief. You're still in denial, so you're... Yeah. Or I guess that stage maybe it'd be bargaining. You're trying to falsify information so that you seem more valuable to the group. So if instead of having all of these different categories, we had developed that, maybe he was a survivor. or Maybe mm-hmm. he's someone going through the normal psychological experience that people go through when they're in trauma or grief or whatever. And he's at the stage of trying to buy time. He knows he doesn't deserve. Yeah. Um, I just, why didn't we develop any of this? We'll get to it. Any of this at all. Um, the next one is judging a book by its cover. I don't know what kind of list you've got. <laughs> we have two different lists. <laughs> we'll get to yours. It's gonna. Okay. It's gonna get into. I've got all the social commentary, yeah. but yeah, it's, go it's for gonna it. get into yours. Um, I thought that's what your list was. It's, it, it, it develops into that. The first several are just kind of very basic. Um, that's when they finally asked people to start saying more about themselves, and the dark-haired lady with the curly hair like starts talking about ourselves and her. Um, presentation of who she is as a person ends up being according to this which again i don't know that this movie's that smart too lackluster so they kill her off because turns out she's not that impressive i'm the mother of two children i make thirty five thousand dollars a year (laughs) that's their justification she didn't have any kids and that's what they say well at least she didn't have kids (laughs) so uh yeah uh that's all you're worth women in this (laughs) film (laughs) <laughs> she's too lackluster to be impressive to yep. the group so god like, damn the left wing continues to eat itself as we go through this family virtues family virtues uh we have the married couple that you you like uh and the couple having the affair yeah the couple having the affairs arguably the cutest movie or cutest uh, part of this entire movie um and the quote-unquote married couple is the best plot device in this film Mm -hmm. so i'll give them this yeah i didn't see that coming to be honest i I was like it's the chick from dexter (laughs) i'll follow her to the end of the earth i can't believe that guy killed her in her bathtub (laughs) well spoiler alert no it happens right before right after the entire thing is jump ship already Okay, yeah. Well, still, I haven't seen that. <laughs> you make it halfway through that season and you're like, oh, all the writers got fired. And then that season and the following season, I think, is the finale where he falls in love with his sister. and Sells off into the sunset. Yeah. Into a storm. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he sailed off into something. Then survives the storm and washes back up on the beach like he's not still a serial killer wanted in the beach. <laughs> but continue it's, maybe yeah. it's a beach in a different country maybe um, it be a long way to float <laughs> find this the Atlantic of, Ocean <laughs> I find this kind of curious because they don't ever really drift away from this um, as far as the social commentary goes I do think this is a bit more of a left wing movie for sure yeah. um, but they do weirdly heavily value traditional christian morals um we see an atheist pop up yeah 
later, which is one of these as well. Um, and he, because he calls... But he's a the, banker. He's the American businessman. Oh, was he? I don't remember. Yeah, he's the older guy that no, worked that, at the bank and shit. Not the guy with the suspenders, but like the more frail dickhead that you really No, hate. that dude was uh, the other gay person in the group. Um, I think I think That's they... That's right. That came out during the whole lesbian thing. Yeah. Um... I can't remember which character is the atheist character, but there are two of them, and they killed the girl instead. But the atheist guy basically calls everyone else in the room an idiot, and turns out pretty much everybody else in the room is religious. Mm -hmm. And then he gets uh, tied with one other person, the other person gets killed instead of him, and of course later on he gets killed, obviously. But I do find that very curious for this movie to be kind of poking fun of um, a lot of conservative viewpoints that they definitely value religion mm -hmm. they definitely value marriage because the fake married couple survives till very late in yeah. the movie and even the couple having an affair even though that's morally wrong they get killed instantaneously <laughs> well they survive a good while well, just they're, because they're yeah. a couple yeah um so i, I find then that... they were like oh shit they're black <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, that is kind of how that works out. They die after we talk about race issues. But I, I find that very curious that a movie that's so left is so very conservative in that aspect. Yeah. No, I think that they were going for something, and that's why I have a writer's room at the end of this whole thing. Like, I, I think it could have been fixed. I think it needed another draft. I'm curious to hear your opinion on that, because I hated this movie. Um... <laughs> And then we get to the, the, we hate immigrants. We, we hate minorities. We hate Mexicans. We hate blacks. Yeah. We, uh, We've got three Mexicans. One of them is an illegal Home Depot stereotype. Literally can't speak English at all. Yeah. One of them is the silent. And I couldn't tell if that guy was supposed to be Mexican or if he was supposed to be our Native American character with a tear yeah. going down his eye. And then one of them is a criminal who beats the shit out of his wife. And then the translator looked like she might have had some Hispanic heritage. Yeah. She didn't like She might be like second generation yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, hardcore poking fun at the fact that uh, being racist, which I agree, being racist is bad, but uh, yeah, the stereotype. I'm not over here highlighting Hitler <laughs> in my life. Well, well, the stereotype <laughs> of being racist is bad. Like, these are. So stereotypical racist character. Yeah, you created something that a skinhead would draw. You created, he's got his little hat on, he's overweight and he can't speak English. And then the other one's got the head tattoo and the fucking tank top. And, you know, he's pissed off at the cop. You've created very racist stereotypes. Yeah. In your fight against racism. It would be like, oh, and there's the Jew. How do you know he's the Jew? He's got the three foot nose. It sticks out the front of his face and he's sniffing up pennies. <laughs> And I feel like, too, um, I know that's a stand-up joke that I've heard you play before, where they're talking about not everybody's, like, out racist. Like, some people are just kind of quietly like, ooh, you know? Yeah, I think it's um, Bill Burr's joke about his grandmother. Yeah. So, like, to me, the mm -hmm. fact that they're so blatant about it in this movie, like, if there had just been one or two people that were kind of like, oh, well, you know, they're not worth yeah. as much as we are, you know, but the fact that we're from the, person... the South, we've heard real racism. Yeah. <laughs> and I, mean, I, know that, I know those people exist, but like the people in this movie, like I said, are just stereotypes of um, minorities and also the hyper, conservatives, yeah. yeah, hyper racist conservatives. So like, it's just, it's like 
oh, I've heard this before. I've seen this before. Like, this is not Mm -hmm. something that makes you stop and think. Yeah, I didn't realize that Spider-Man's editor hated lesbians this much. I don't know what his dig is with the lesbians. I thought (laughs) of all of the LGBTQ, we were all okay with lesbians. I (laughs) thought they were the most accepted of the LGBTQ I like, situation. I like, though, because I think that's a very weird, stupid stereotype, too, that that dude makes a comment about uh, her and her wife raising a daughter, and he's like, well, it's better, and he mentions yeah. them just having sex everywhere, uh, but then he's like, but it's better than two men doing it. It's mm-hmm. like, this is the dumbest. Like, yeah. people who are against gays are just kind of generally, that's gross and morally wrong. Yeah. They're not like, lesbians are better than <laughs> gay men. It's actually exactly that. Brokeback Mountain was a fucking shock for the South. Basic instinct. Well, Classic. Okay, but movies, movies that have two women making out always do hot women. Girls like... Gone Wild? Awesome. Shut up. Boys Gone Wild? I'm confused. No. But my brother, who is gay, thinks it's awesome. I'm just saying, those like those type of things aren't actual lesbians. Those are just hot chicks making out. Like, no, don't call them the... things. <sighs> You're being a jackass. I'm so next I was talking about movies not people you moron those things I was referring to those type of movies um saw it saw the opening you're a douche knocked it out of the park you're a douche I'm a genius no you're not you're a douche <laughs> you're a racist uh, no <laughs> you thought about it um I just had a mouthful of beer <laughs> Um, yeah, and we kind of address religion already. They, they pit religious against non-religious, but then we have the, uh, abuser who comes up very late in the movie. Like, we're more worried about, uh, immigrants than people beating their spouses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or, uh, very clearly stereotypical one and only prisoner who is also a minority. <laughs> uh, is also a wife abuser. Yeah. Uh... And his dying words are, that bitch deserved it, or something along those lines. Uh, Yeah, I shocked that that came out so late in the movie. Like, they were legit more worried about, like, racism and old people and shit like that versus... Opinions versus actual action. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I'm not saying because you beat somebody up means you deserve to die, but I'm just saying you'd think you'd think about it sooner than... You have brown skin. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone the fact you have brown skin and you beat people up. Like, you can double whammy, son. You know, I don't feel bad for you. Uh, is that the end of yours? You got one more. Uh, well, it actually keeps going. Yeah, it's it's absurd, honestly. The, different. the next thing on my social commentary list is racism. That comes up in this film. Can't pull the race card. I, and I think what are you going to do? Start killing the black people next? Dear black dude, nobody in the room has said that. I think it's We're still killing the old people over here. Yeah, I think it's interesting <laughs> that they have that stereotypical character of the black guy who then just decides everybody's a racist and he's trying to get the other black characters yeah. to band together. And Isn't it's it like, more ironic that while we were killing old people, there were more black old people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I don't feel like that. that feels so forced to me. I don't feel like that many minority characters had died up to that moment Mm -hmm. um there were significantly more white people in the room but there were significantly more white people in the room period yeah um 
so for that to have gotten brought up when not a ton of minority characters had died just felt so forced. Yeah. And that character felt so inauthentic. But it leads us to yet another thing on my list. We address police brutality with our hyper-racist cop. It was, again, so stereotypical. Stereotypical? White racist cop. Uh, the black guy argues for race values. The racist cop goes off on, well, you people do this, you people do that. Zzz, he's dead. Next up on my list, we address sexism. Yeah, what's on here too? The sex worker. Oh, wait, are you... you I'm, I'm waiting on you to jump in on any of these. Well, I'm just... our butter's still in order. You're jumping ahead. <laughs> we've, we've jumped shark. <laughs> no, because they, they pause. Like, this is what I think is so weird. So what is... do you got? Brand new tits? You deserve to die. It's like, slow down there, homeboy. <laughs> no, so this is what I think is so weird. The order in which the, these things happen. So it's like, morally... Uh, vote for the dead, don't vote. Um, you know, trying to stall it. And then they're like old people and I'm like okay yeah okay maybe that makes sense and then we go to family virtues and immigrants and domestic abusers and then religion and racism and then we like hit the brakes and this is when they like try to vote for the person to the right and they're like yeah. oh let's let's go back to trying to avoid it vote for the person to the right and that doesn't work out either and then we have a discussion about the fact that we can't let the child and the pregnant woman die before we go back to like being. Yeah, they use that biased. as like a gun to the head, like three times throughout the film. Is like, what are we gonna do? We have to choose right now as a group which one of them needs to go. And it's like, it, it, it was effective the first time that the tie happened between the two of them. But we're talking about such completely, like up to this point, such completely unrelated topics, and then we just suddenly slam on the brakes and go. Well, now we've exposed them because we've discussed it and they're vulnerable. And now we have to start choosing people to kill yeah. off. And it's like such a bizarre, like, he's like, well, they've been exposed. Like, they weren't in the room the whole time anyway. <laughs> like, it's like, how do we go from, like, dudes who beat up their women and racist cops to we've exposed the pregnant lady and the child. Okay, but anybody want to volunteer to die? Anybody want to volunteer? <laughs> and then soldiers, you're supposed to volunteer. Uh, we, uh, we, we piggyback into that and then, uh, go back to atheists, even though we were already talking about religion. That was a hilarious thing. The whole atheist versus theist deal. And then they all looked at him and were like, and go fuck yourself. (laughs) I think somebody actually did flip him off. If I'm remembering right. I don't know. I'm down for revisionist history. And then once we decide atheists are morally wrong and have to die, we have sex workers mm-hmm. uh, who apparently deserve to die. Yeah. You have fake tits. Okay. Technically, she's the best person for getting hit in the chest with a big bolt of electricity because her silicon titties are going to fucking absorb and redirect the, <laughs> the electrical blast. But that's a thing in physics that we didn't cover. <laughs> Of all the people, she should have just squeezed her tits together and ran in front of the arrows. (laughs) (laughs) I will absorb the shock. (laughs) But then then we, for whatever reason, sex workers, as is talking about, uh, people who have kids are good people, even though the sex worker was getting all the D. Uh, Maybe maybe she had some kids to take care of. (laughs) That's probably why she was being a sex worker. Most strippers that I know have kids at home. Probably get a different career, though, if you do. 
Probably. I'm not judging single mothers. <laughs> it's not that, that that's my left wing stance. I'm, you know, cokeheads and. Just saying, I don't think that's a very safe field of work to be in. So. No. <laughs> There's a. Uh, probably more well i guess that's i don't know it depends on what kind of sex worker you are if you're the sex worker who works on the street probably get a different career if you're the one who works in the movie studio they're probably looking out for you yeah you're probably okay at the strip club if you've got a good bouncer yeah Yeah. anyway uh and then from there it's not okay to be gay lgbtq (laughs) i don't know what else we've added I don't mean that as offensive i literally just have those ones written down you can send us an email let me know what other there are more letters I know there I are now, and I'm not even going to try to guess them. But yeah, yeah, they went after the lesbians and the gays hard as fuck. Which seems kind of strange. A lawyer. Again, that was the funny part. For was being a, a left-leaning movie. Yeah, the lawyer that looked like the editor from Spider-Man's thing. Um, he got zapped, which was like a fun bar joke in the middle of, okay, let's talk about, you know, gay rights and... You know, the lawyer was like, hey, so a lawyer walks into a bar and starts screaming about gays. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't feel like that really turns the conversation around. Like, they kill off the dude who's angry about it. But I'm like, but we spend a lot of time kind of, like, establishing we think less of these people. And then they still get killed. Yeah. It's a good turn. It's a weird movie. What about illegal immigration? How do you feel about the illegal immigrant? conversation that happens in the film i think the whole movie's kind of weird to be honest my Uh, last one and maybe the biggest of all abortion rights is this a film about roe v wade uh i am curious because the child gets one of the last votes implying that the child is a person inside of the womb which is a very conservative take in a very left-wing film I am curious, though, if you think about it, um, which we skipped contribution to society. That's That matters, too, what hmm. kind of job you have. Um, I didn't have your list. I had my list, and I was like, I'm going to hammer them out. <laughs> so I am curious. This movie, I don't think, thought about, or maybe they did and just didn't care. Um, at the end, Eric has to consciously make a decision to kill off the baby that can't fight for itself, which, yeah, the game recognizes as a living person. And to be fair, she's far along. So, yeah. And uh, it made a fist and voted earlier. No, it didn't. Oh, I thought that was one of the last, like, five. No, the baby never votes. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, the movie makes a conscious choice in that moment to recognize that the baby is obviously a person and mm-hmm. the baby is a player in the game, even though the baby can't defend itself. So it does feel... Very anti-abortion, which, again, granted, she was far enough in her pregnancy, no one would have given her an abortion. Yeah, that would have been a third trimester. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the question is, if the mom is the last player alive, is she playing against her own baby? Yeah, she would have had to have either picked herself or the kid, and we never get to see that. But then we see, whenever he um, gets out at the end, pregnant women and children who are survivors of other games. So, like, they obviously didn't consider that, that there are pregnant women who have survived who clearly are still pregnant women. I read a review earlier that said that it's all about the circle more than it is, and so when she falls, the baby lands in the circle. If she was killed and fallen out, then the baby would not have mattered. 
But when she falls, her belly lands within Does the that, circle, which leaves that. the baby alive for the vote. Hmm. I didn't notice that. But in the in the other groups where they let the pregnant women win, because at the end of yeah, the movie... Yeah, because all she would have had to do is kill the dude. Her circle survives. And then she moves on. Hmm. But it's the vote that's inside of the circle, which that in this event one. was the baby. I just, I feel like, mm, I don't know. I feel like this movie counts as just two different people, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of a dodgy gray area. They, I think, imply, in my opinion, that the baby is a separate entity and that he has to consciously make a choice to kill off a innocent child, which then feels like an anti-abortion commentary. Um, but again, pregnant women are alive at the end, so to me... I feel like that needs to be ironed out. Is yeah. the baby its own player, or did we just do that for the symbolism of him having to vote against the baby? Yeah. Her body, her choice, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I and I, I am very curious. That's the only part of this whole movie that has me wondering um, what the intention of that moment was. Are they trying to say abortion is bad? Are they trying to make any commentary on abortion at all? Because it felt very much like this is wrong. Mm -hmm. A normal person wouldn't do this. And I have opinions about abortion, obviously not third trimester yeah. abortion, um, that I agree her body, her choice. Uh, so I, I am very it's curious my stance on it as well. I'm not fighting you on it. No, but, I know. Yeah. I just, I'm very curious for a movie that seemed to be so left, um, left wing on so many other issues. Why specifically the family values and, uh, the baby seemed so aggressively right-wing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a movie that doesn't seem to really know how it feels. It feels like it feels like emotions. <laughs> it, feel, it feels like a movie that just wants to hit hot topics for the sake of hitting hot topics. Yeah, to me. It might, doesn't feel like any of it actually matters at all. I, I feel like it's Saul without the direction. Hardcore. You know, like there's no push towards any sort of moral justice. There's no being on the other side of this that makes any sense to where we know that you want, you know, I don't know. Um, before we, because I have um, two other things I kind of want to talk about for my feelings of the movie before we get into that yes, again. I think this article thinks this movie is more clever than it is. That's what it sounds like. Uh, That's why I fired off like seven things back to back. Yeah. <laughs> um, they think, which I I disagree with their their interpretation of the ending, is that um, whenever he gets out at the end, you know, the fact that there are pregnant women and children there shows that there were uh, groups that were definitely a bit more moral than his group. And that... Mm -hmm. um, the real game happens after uh, the people that are schemers and liars and stuff are all killed off because then you have pregnant women and children left and then all those people are going to be sucked back up in and have to play the game again. And it's how do you decide which pregnant woman or which child survives. So um, according to this article anyway, the aliens are just looking for uh, a a game of real moral dilemma. <laughs> so. Are they looking for a game or is it like these are the people left to repopulate the planet because this is Los Angeles and we've completely lost control? I don't know. I I, I don't feel like this movie really knew what its own point was, to be honest. <laughs> I, I feel like the ending falls so flat for 
how much time we spent playing the game. Yeah. Can we hop into the writer's room? Uh, Do you have some notes? Uh, not on how I would fix it, but I think my two comments on the entire structure of the story is I don't think that we need so many characters. Mm-hmm. I don't think we needed to start with 50 characters. Because the deaths just become repetitive blank faces. The deaths almost immediately from the start don't feel impactful to me. Like, we start off killing off a bunch of people that we don't get any time to get to know at all. Yeah. And then... Um, it's basically like every other character just serves to make a point for whichever topic we're on before they get killed off. So to me, it feels like they just had that many people <laughs> so they could talk about that many topics. Yeah. And not that the characters or the topics themselves mattered at all. Like the deaths feel like insignificant and the topics that we're talking about feel insignificant because there's so much crammed in. Mm -hmm. I feel like we could have picked two or three major topics and had 15 to 20 characters and made a much more poignant movie. Exactly. Like I, how do you fix this? How do I fix this? Are you ready? Yeah. This is where I, in, in effect, if I, if I had drop making skills i would drop another drop it would, be, it would be like you know fucking john stewart like his opening where it was like very official news thing and it would be like brett's writing room <laughs> and that's what i would do here but i don't have so instead you got that um i think that we could do a lot more with a lot less i think we could have cut this down to 25 people slowed the clock by two more minutes Giving yeah, why do they need to happen so fast? Yeah, giving you like a four to six minute level clock for the t- same time thing to have more of an in-depth conversation between the characters. And then when somebody gets fried, you give a fuck. You know who that person is. They don't just disappear off to the right. And it's like, oh no, not another black guy. And I think that that would allow for conversation and participation with the audience inside of these difficult things. If we had to cut this list of things that I promise I cut in half because we hit the 40 minute point and we still had like seven more to go. If we had police brutality for five whole minutes with characters that we gave a shit about, you and I would be sitting there and being like, oh, no, that's an interesting point. Nope, 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 nope. Nope, that's right. That's fucked up. You know, like we would be able to discuss it in the chaos. Isn't that supposed to be the point of a game like this? Like, I feel like that should be the intention. Is you're supposed to feel the weight of these decisions as an audience member watching this, and these feel like really off the cuff decisions. Like, well, you're old, you get to die. You're black, you get to die. You're yeah. gay, and like they don't feel like I feel like if I was in that instance and I had to. Like, vote if there was a, a kid in the room next to me and I felt like an obligation to protect that child, I feel like I would be having to weigh, like, very carefully, like, who deserves to live less. Yeah. And as know? an audience and, member, I almost want to be convinced to kill the pregnant woman in lieu of saving the life of the child. I can't believe the pregnant woman doesn't volunteer. When he says one of you has to volunteer, the fact that the pregnant woman who's an adult doesn't go, I can't let this kid die, like, to me, proves she should have been voted for. Yeah, early in. So I think that's rule number one, or writer's 
hint, you know, for a film that's already been released and we'll never see a writer's room again. Cut the cast in half. I don't give a shit what you were trying to do. It's not shocking. It's irrelevant because the little taser gun becomes so fucking mundane. It it takes away from the point of itself. Number two, as always. I feel like, too, the floor could have, the circle they're standing on could have shocked them. Why did it need to, like, shoot out the center of the room in such a cheesy way? I think that was an homage to Kubrick in Space Odyssey 2001 Halls. It was cheesy. It was cheesy. It was dog <laughs> shit. This whole movie sucked. Uh, rule number two, as always, cut the fucking alien. This could have easily been some sort of like deranged psychology experiment or a government program to find like the alphas in any given area. We, fuck you, Cloverfield. You've ruined aliens. <laughs> I can't take it. Like it just it. it, it I do like that they... Jigsaw's a, moment, a real dude. <laughs> I do like that they imply for a moment the government has to have some kind of hand in it because they tell the, mi- the They blame it on guy, the military. Yeah, that he yeah. has to know what's going on. <laughs> you know all about spaceships? And he's like, no, dude, I work in admin. I fucking <laughs> I give people boots and supply. Like, I'm not part of the... There's a fun thing about being in the Air Force. Are you a pilot? It's like, no. They would not trust me with a, anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> that is a ridiculous... No, I, I make sure people don't drive through that gate and then I shoot them if they do that. Like, that's my job. <laughs> I see an alien. I'm panicking as much as the rest of you fucking people. You guys are nuts. And then my last one is, I think this really needed a plot device without the aliens that would have flipped this thing all the way on its head. Like, what if we misunderstood the rules from the very beginning and we're not hunting for the best person? We're looking for the sociopath. What if this doesn't kill them? It just knocks them out and they're dragged off and released. You know? <laughs> like, what What if by the time Eric realizes I'm, you know, I did it, I did it, just fucking three dudes with rifles come out and fucking gun them down yeah. on the pad. Like, and I almost, we don't need you. There's a population shortage. We're killing the crazies. You know, it needed that. Give it a secondary plot device. M. Night Shyamalan the shit out of this thing. And I almost thought for a second there before it became very obvious, like when we were down to just Eric and the last two um, characters, the pregnant lady and the child, like I I thought it was painfully obvious Eric was actually a bad guy. Like that became clear. They they did not keep that secret hidden very well. That became clear pretty much right. They didn't bond enough with the kid to trust stepping off the pedestals at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And, um... Like, I don't, I don't think that was hidden very well, but there was, like, a moment before we got that far into the movie whenever they kind of first introduced that character and he first started talking where I thought maybe he was the operator of the game because he's the only character in this uh, movie that's kind of dressed all in black and mm-hmm. kind of looks very formal. He had, like, a suit jacket on and, like, kind of blended into the background until his character spoke for the first time. So I thought... Even that would be kind of interesting. What if he's actually the person orchestrating the game and he's just watching and studying their choices and why they're making he's them? He's our jigsaw. Yeah. yeah. Seeing if he can manipulate their choices and if we're going to go the alien route, what if he, that is what aliens look like? He just looks like one of us and he's trying to see how easily mm-hmm. they can be swayed and what choices they make and why. And like I think even that would have been more interesting because I don't think... 
the ending of this movie contributes to the movie in the least bit. No. But he is just... Well, that's the crazy shit, right? The first guy is like, they're aliens. And they've sucked his... Yeah. That, that idiot. And, and that then... plays more into, if we're writers rooming it, my theory from the very get-go on this goddamn thing, which is he's survived the game. He doesn't know why the aliens have got him a second time. We killed him. We've proved that this can be brought back in. Now he's a part of a group looking up at a giant Cloverfield thing. Yeah, yeah, the fact that he just, in the end, gets out and they're all looking up at the spaceships. And all he does is kind of side glance down at the person in front of him, which is a a pregnant lady. And, like, that's supposed to make me feel like, oh, like other groups were more moral than me. Like, it's so (sighs) underwhelming. Like, I would have been even more okay if... I mean, that still would have kind of implied a heavy anti-abortion thing, but if the movie had ended with him closing his fists and we're left with the weight of, did he kill the baby? Did he kill himself? Like, if we, or even that if he didn't been close cool his fists. If they tied because the fetus had its hand closed, and then, like, you went in and you saw the closed hand, and then cut to black. And yeah, like, like, like we don't. It makes a choice. Yeah. I don't need to see a fucking alien. Just yeah. let me end there. Yeah, like, we don't need to see anybody ever leaving the room at all. We could have ended it there, and even that at least would have been a bit better. Just the ending, when he actually survives his own game and is standing there with other survivors is so underwhelming. Like, it serves no purpose to the whole movie. Like, we've spent the entire movie in this room watching these people die. Like, don't let us ever leave this room. Yeah. Like, I need to feel the claustrophobic, like... What's next? Yeah. What's next? Credit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just... I don't get any of it, to be honest. Light like, it I, on fire, love. Light it on fire and let's walk out of this shit. I think Torch this movie... Torch this bastard. And this is the thing that bothers me the most. I think this movie is commentary for the sake of commentary. Mm-hmm. Like, we bring up hot-button topics that literally anybody on this planet has an opinion about just to bring them up. There's no weight to any of them. There's no time to decide how we feel about them. There's no actual discussion about any of them. We just have 50 characters in a room so we can bring up 20 different topics mm-hmm. that are controversial topics that get people heated and then ultimately walk away with no resolution to any of it. <laughs> like, that yeah. is the most absurd concept for a movie I have seen in a long time. Like, there is no moral to this movie. This movie is just, well, people get angry about this topic. Mm-hmm. And people get angry about that topic. And, oh, what about this topic over here? And then, oh, turns out, I bet you didn't see it coming. Or did you? The white dude was a bad guy. Yeah. Goddamn strange white man. <laughs> Like, we're literally just, and it's one of their uh, main themes for the movie, leaders versus followers. We're literally just following the crowd as we watch this movie. We're literally just walking through Mm hot-button topics that are so overplayed, it's absurd. People who have opinions about these topics have well-formed, solid opinions about these topics that probably aren't going to change for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. And you didn't make me think... Or change my mind or give me a new perspective on any level whatsoever. I just heard the same rehashed shit and then watched the white dude walk away. <laughs> stereotypes fighting stereotypes. That was beautiful, my love. Unlike this movie. It's such... 
So much dialogue, so little to say. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally. That is that is the summary of this movie. <laughs> you ready to eat some turkey? Yeah. And I'll, I'll make you a nice precious dinner. And <laughs> you can try not to rip out my throat for being a white man. Yeah. Do you love me? I do love you. I love you more. Love you most. You guys can go find Kristen's old work at youtube.com slash Kristen Bloom. Or you can swing on over and see what we're doing together at youtube.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Over there you can see uh, Happy Birthday. You can see Brainstorm. You can see the dolls. You can see what else is on that's, that one? Oh, wait, that's YouTube. The, the goofy uh, thing where I Behind fluffed, up, fluffed yeah. up my beard and I went, ah! It's, it, it's of, awesome. Uh, brainstorm. Yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Or you can go to our website which is the nightmarebox.blog and you can see the same films but you can also read the scripts over there you can see a couple of short stories one of which was recently read by a friend of mine who does uh, audio porn um <laughs> you can audio go erotica audio erotica or you can go to facebook.com slash nightmarebox productions and uh we do stuff over there we do some more stuff over at instagram <laughs> <laughs> at nightmarebox pro where you can see all the behind the scenes pictures and all that good noise that i'm not in charge of because i'm bad at it how bad am i at it i'm in charge of our twitter which is Wait, was exactly that, was that not the twitter i just did Oh, the Instagram's Nightmare Box Productions. <laughs> Twitter is Nightmare Box Pro. And you can watch that sit in sad, stale silence. And <laughs> but in the meantime, you can send us an email at... Nightmareboxproductions at gmail. And we really want to hear from you guys. If you have film suggestions, we're in the process of trying to build a Patreon to do, like, focused films. So if you have a film that you want us to watch, good or bad, I'll do a fucking... Repeat about the room. I Don't love the room. <laughs> Lisa, you're tearing me apart. Or you can go on uh, Amazon, Barnes and Noble. If you're smart, you'll go to that uh, email address and send me ten dollars, and I'll sell you a copy of the Madman Diaries, our collection. Buy yourself, Brett Bloom. It's uh, too expensive, so send me ten dollars. I'll send you a copy. I'll even sign the little bastard. I don't care if I lose money on it. I missed one. I don't think so. All right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. At least he's still alive. Long live Eddie Van Halen. Aww. Why are you making me sad? <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. I love you. And I love you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Girls, girls, girls. Once bitten, twice shot, baby. I don't understand.